Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips. Innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm with Paul Testa. Paul, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role at your organization? Thanks, Kate. My name is Paul Testa, as you said. I'm the Chief Medical Information Officer for NYU Langone Health. And in that role across the health system, I sit between the clinical practice, the patient digital experience, and our IT teams, what we refer to as MCIT. And I, uh, we've created the Department of Health Informatics within MCIT to sort of bring together informatics innovation and all those sundry tools. How long have you been doing that? I've been in the role for about six years. I've been within clinical informatics for about 12, and I'm coming up on 19 or 20. I'm losing track at NYU Langone. So I'm going to switch our questions up around here. So having you know been in your position for six years, one of our questions is five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations? I'd be interested to hear, you know, your perspective from, you know, maybe when you started at this position, what you kind of thought we would be at today, and maybe how that affects how you view five years from now or just anything else that's come up. That's a great change up. So five or ten years ago, I took note and was impressed by how leadership viewed technology and health informatics as a strategic differentiator for us um, and how it was going to be used to engage our patients and our clinicians and our workforce. And it came true. COVID certainly accelerated it. You often hear people talk about the big COVID pivot. It was never a pivot. This is foundational work that was done over the last five to 10 years to get us ready for something as horrific as that was for us in New York. So how does that inform the next five years? Not a great crystal ball guide, but I, I think what got us there is a discipline to commit to doing certain things really well without distraction. And that at the power of no and the power of innovation at scale, which can all great be buzzwords and certainly, but like how do we just do a few great things for our patients, but for all 9 million of them, and all of our 375 locations at all six hospitals, this one patient, one record, one experience, that's sort of our standard. And I think it's the continuation of the discipline. Okay, yeah, I like that, thanks for sharing. Um, going to jump around on our questions a little bit more, but I'll try to not throw any <laughs> more uh, surprise ones at you. Um, so you talked a little bit about leadership. What is a piece of advice that you would give to healthcare leaders today specifically regarding digital innovation? I'm going to return back to the concept of discipline. As soon as we put the word digital in front of it, we think it's different than IT. And that's why I love to see the convergence of the titles CIO and CDIO, 
because we can innovate all we want with, with new, shiny, bright digital tools. But if it affects 12 patients and not 120,000 patients, we haven't done anybody justice. So I think to exert the leadership to maintain discipline around how we see digital as very much part of IT and not some distraction that takes us to do something cool in the corner, but innovate at scale on platform, will really reap benefits for our patients, for our clinicians, for how we do our work. Definitely, definitely. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what is exciting you the most and why? Good question. Um, I get excited really easily about a lot of things. Uh, right now, the convergence of technologies we never would have thought were clinical. By that I mean robotic process automation, large language models, natural language processing, um, email, Slack, uh, platforms around communication. They're all racing together in this incredibly cool, interesting, big knot of cool tools um, that will make us not recognize what we're interacting with in five years. Yeah, that's really interesting. It goes back to uh, <laughs> the first question that I asked you. Uh, at your organization, what are the top priorities for technology and what are the issues that it's trying to solve? So NYU Lingone, as an enterprise, I would suggest, doesn't have technology priorities. We have institutional priorities and we use technology to affect those to an end. So it's not about implementing AI. It's about how do we provide the highest quality, most safe care in the most equitable way? How do we provide world-class care? And there are all these touch points that we fold technology into it. How do we ensure there's digital health equity in communities that cannot access smartphones or don't have broadband access or who don't necessarily understand why we're asking certain questions that they may find to be invasive, be it digital or analog? So I think as the discipline, again, to go back to that term, of using technology, digital and other, to make real our enterprise goals is how we succeed in using digital health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I really like that perspective, thank you. Um, if you could provide specific examples of instances where the integration of informatic solution led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient-provider communication. You've already kind of gone over some examples of these, but is there a specific one that you'd like to touch on? I think the one a lot of us talk about that I'm really proud of is how fast we scaled digitally in the face of COVID. But in the time cycles of news and healthcare, that was three years ago. And we showed we could scale and impact care. We could provide care beyond the borders of our walls. And now how do we sustain that? I think if I had to look at examples that make me particularly proud is whenever I hear the story being told of how we achieve high rankings in quality or safety, um, the highest rankings of quality and safety, which we can be proud of, the story is always told with the infusion of technology. How do we leverage appropriate analytics? How do we visualize information to our providers? How do we give our patients information to arm themselves and engage in their own care in a way that is both appropriate for them and equitable for their communities? And how do we nudge behavior for both the clinicians, docs, nurses, technologists, and our patients? That's the best part. Yeah. What technologies have you seen patients really enjoy or find, you know, 
a lot of benefit in. Sort of the appification of care, right? So it, it's amazing to watch my mom, who's a patient, interact with SMS. It's really, it's not brand new, digital, sexy, but being able to nudge an SMS message, that's redundant, a mess, an SMS, a text, to a patient to say, hey, we see you just had an MRI ordered or a CT ordered, using in the background acknowledging they like to go in the morning, they like to go at this location, um, this, this location has the right machine for them, we can just nudge a text with three options for them to select. And all they need to do is reply, I'll take spot three, and they're scheduled. And then that gets surfaced back to the NYU Ongoing Health app, and we have a closed loop. But I am continually amazed at how powerful just good old-fashioned text messaging is. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, you know, people are on their phones all day, so they get it in a second. And, you know, it's, I, I don't think people feel like the formality of replying to an email or, you know, talking to their doctor on the phone. Easy breezy text. Yeah, exactly. And so that, that's really interesting. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up here, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I am grateful for the ability to do what we do digitally with patients and their willingness to meet us halfway or further. Um, and I think it's just going to get more interesting from here on. So long as we're sort of authentically engaging with them and acknowledging the risks, yeah, both equitable and social. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.